Today's New Testament reading is from 1 Peter, the fourth chapter. Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery, and they malign you. But they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead, that though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the Spirit the way God does. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks, as one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share in Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, then What will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful Creator while doing good. This is the word of the Lord. Jesus has died. Jesus has arisen. Jesus has ascended. And Jesus will come again. But what do we do in the meantime until he comes. How do we live? What do we do and what don't we do until Jesus comes? That's what 1 Peter chapter 4 is about today. It is about the life we live between Christ leaving and Christ coming again. What are you supposed to do? Well, first of all, says Peter, you are not supposed to party hardy. You're not supposed to live the high life, live life in the fast lane. Peter says, don't live in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. We all know how destructive that kind of thing can be. 
We hear about the athlete who gets high, destroys himself, his family, his career, all because he literally wanted the high life. But of course, this doesn't just happen to athletes. It happens to the common person too. Men and women lead a life in the fast lane and they get a sexual disease or get addicted to drugs. It can even happen to Christians. But, says Peter, that high life should not even start at all. Why? Because you are like Christ. He lived the will of God, and so you live the will of God. That's what you do. The past is behind you if you have lived a high life. You have made a break thanks to the faith the Holy Spirit has given you in Christ. You are a new person. And whenever you get criticized for not living the high life, for not being a party animal, whenever people mock you because of that, you know what? That's a good thing because you show that you are not part of the sinful world but are part of a new generation, not Generation X, not Millennials. You show that you are the new people in Christ. You are a new person thanks to Him. Now what are you supposed to do? Well, one of the reasons that you don't live the high life is that the high life doesn't promote a Christian prayer life, a disciplined Christian prayer life. What does a disciplined Christian prayer life do? Well, that kind of a prayer life seeks strength from God to serve others. That kind of a prayer life seeks strength from God to serve especially our fellow Christians. And that kind of prayer life asks God that God's word will be properly taught among Christians and throughout the world. A disciplined Christian prayer life is not one that is filled with requests for Ferraris and fame. A Christian prayer life desires that God will be praised and the neighbor will be helped. That's what a Christian prayer life is about. It is full of that discipline, not for everything in the whole world, but for things that honor God and show love to the neighbor. What does a Christian pray for again? A Christian prays for love. Love to properly deal with Christians who bug them. Those fellow congregation members who just get on our nerves. We can do this. Why? Because we love. Because Christ first loved us. And what does love do? Love covers up wrongs. Love forgives sins. Why? Because Christ forgives our sins first. Besides prayer, what do Christians do? They suffer. They suffer persecution for Christ's sake. Now, I'm a pastor, and I have a lot of older members in my congregation who feel like Christians are persecuted in the United States today. If you suffer because you're a Christian, you are bearing Christ's name in this world and are therefore doing Christ's will in this world. Praise God that you're a Christian, says Peter. Why? Because the alternative is not pretty. If you think things are tough for you as a Christian, that's nothing 
compared to how tough things are going to be for the non-Christian on the last day. Talk about tough. That's going to be hell. So bear witness and stick up for Christ and obey his commandments in all circumstances. Trust in him and he will give you the power to confess and live for him. Or he'll give you the power to confess, die, and rise in and through him. You got this. You can endure persecution because the Lord has got you. Amen.